Hello, MDA. We are back. Uh, Troy Malcolm, John McGrath, minus Tom Panos. We are here with another episode. Feels like forever, John, since we've actually sat down for an MDA. Well, my question is, how is Tom going to critique that that entry statement? Because <laughs> I'd say, you know, it was not bad for, well, arguably your first go, isn't it? Have yep. you done that before? No, I bet you've been never. waiting for years to do that. <laughs> never uh, have I actually done that. Never have I wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, Tom comes in with gusto. Welcome. Him. <laughs> but Troy, not too bad. But Tommy would be the first to critique us. Um, so now we have uh, a session without Tommy. And Tommy will be joining us shortly in the next couple of weeks. But uh, he's not this week. So we uh, have got big boots to fill. I know. I'm slightly nervous. We've got size 10 or 11, I suspect. Tommy is a big man. <laughs> So we're excited, but uh, we wish Tommy all our love and all the best, and we're looking forward to having him back shortly. Um, but in the meantime, we'll do our darndest to be uh, almost as good yeah. as we are with uh, TP, which will be difficult because we love Tommy, and, and it's funny. Uh, he adds a lot of value. Absolutely. Can't wait to see him again. John, it's funny, the episode that's come up today, we are only just discussing 10 minutes before we decided to go live, and, and it's one of those episodes and one of those talking points that it gets thrown around a lot, but actually having the dialogue to execute and have this is very important. And the thing we're talking about is obviously building rapport. Yeah. Look, I think rapport is interesting. I, I always say, Troy, to the guys that I coach, and you and I coach, do a lot of coaching together nowadays, but if people like and trust you, you are 80% through the gate to winning the listing or even getting a sale across the line because people want to do business with people they like and trust. Put the numbers aside, put the other stuff. There's always going to be some other variables. But if they like and trust you, they will likely find a way to go with your advice and go with you. Now, rapport, I think, is a huge part of that like and trust. You can argue that a big part of the like and trust is having a credible reputation, which it is. So, you know, doing the right thing to everyone you meet, everyone you serve over many years or over however many years you've actually been in business. So that establishes a credibility platform. But then when they meet you, and sometimes our vendors, by the way, are meeting us for the first time when mm. they think of selling a house. They might have heard about us, seen us at an auction from a distance. But for a lot of agents, you know, it's kind of the first time they get up, up close and personal is when they invite them into the lounge room. So I guess what we wanted to talk with our, our listeners today was, is what is rapport? Can you get better? Because a lot of people say to me in selling, Troy, well, don't you have to be naturally charismatic or is it, you know, a natural born salesman? Um, oh, look, I've never been particularly good with rapport. I'm more of a numbers guy or an analytical person. And my answer to that is the reality is there are probably some people that are always going to be slightly better than some others at certain skills. But there's no one that's listening to this. There's no one in the real estate fraternity that can't massively improve the core skills they have to be good at. And, you know, at MDA Bootcamp, which, you know, we've got upcoming, of course, now, we're uh, in the middle of that, um, we talk a lot about potentially, and you know, listeners, take, take note of this, you may be two or three skills away from changing your life. So a lot of people I talk to, and you're the same, Troisy, a lot of people say, what do you like as a lister? Oh, I'm a five or a six out of ten. And I'm thinking, hang on, you've been in the industry for three or four years, Listing is a core skill, arguably the most core skill, because I think if you're a brilliant lister, it's even more important than prospecting, because you are going to trip across deals and trip across people in your community, if you're active, that are thinking of selling. And if once you get face-to-face with them, if you're compelling, they like and trust you, a lot of the rapport that we're talking about, 
you in that business, then if you service it beautifully, you, you have this incredible upward spiral. So I guess you know, my statement is, what are the two or three skills that if you upgraded overnight or in the short period, will take you furthest? Um, and you know, for some people, is it organisation? Is it listing? Is it closing? Is it negotiating? I mean, there's a whole range of skills, but not that many, but there's probably a dozen mm. you could pick from. Where, where do you sit? Now, I think rapport building is an important skill. It's kind of a subset of listing. Um, but what does it mean to me? It means how do you make someone like and trust you? Not make them. How do you have someone attracted to you, like and trust you, and feel comfortable? Because I know this is a business transaction and you know, it's all the stuff that surrounds a business transaction is important. But you know, how do you make them feel comfortable and confident in your ability to do what they want done. So John, your experience, what are some of the strategies that you use to build rapport or likability with someone? Because you meet a lot of people, right? You're traveling around, there's a lot of people that obviously you interact with. What would be some of the key things that you do to get people to instantly like you or feel as if they're comfortable enough that they've built rapport with you within the first yeah. kind of minute, two minutes? So let's, let's sort of unpack. So, you know, if rapport building, like and trust is the concept, let's unpack it into a few little parcels. So the first thing I start with, Troy, is intent. People, you know, Tommy beautifully talks about commission breath all the time. Mm. People can smell your intent a mile off. So if in your, your intent is to feather your own nest, earn a commission... Um, win the sales competition in the office or whatever, verse help someone safely move from where they're at to where they're going, help them really understand the process. Um, the, the things that I would call the noble intentions, which is where, and now, by the way, if you're not in sales, whatever it is, everything's got a noble intention. I happen to have, for the last three and a half decades, loved serving people, and I love the feeling I get, so it's self-interest, when someone says, you know, I couldn't have done it without you, or... I'm never going to use anyone else except you. For me, that's the reward. Forget the monetary payoff, because to me that's interesting but not life-changing. When you feel you're making a difference. So first thing is what's your intent. So when I go to a listing presentation, and let's focus on the listing for this podcast, I'm always there to help them get comfortable, to really unearth what are their concerns about the process of of selling, um, find out where the tension points are, help them understand the process better, help them understand where the value that I add is, how I make a difference. And if I can do all that, I know there's an extremely high likelihood that I'll get the business. Mm. And if I don't, if they think there's a better fit for them for whatever reason, I'm cool with that too. So that kind of takes away the desperation and the, well, I really want this listing so I can get 2.5%. So I think from my point of view, the first thing is intention. It must be appropriate. It must be not focused on yourself. It must be focused in on what's, what's in it for them. So that, that'd be the, the first thing. When you arrive, you've got to arrive correctly with the right energy about it. Second thing, I guess, is people, whether we like it or not, and a lot of people don't, it's reality though, people will judge you on a number of things, consciously and subconsciously. You arrive at three minutes past the appointed time or you arrive three minutes before, people are going to make a judgment. He or she's a little bit disorganised, they're a bit rushed, um, verse, oh, okay, they're punctual. So it's going to start everything you do. The condition of your car, you arrive in a filthy car that's covered in garbage and leaves and twigs and you park it out the front of it and they 
draw the, the, the curtain back and say, oh, Troy's here. Oh, God, his car's a bit messy. All these things, you know, so the time you arrive, how you arrive, how you're personally presented, um, all of these things are really important. So I think you've, well, let's call it presentation. Yeah, presentation and also I think another item of presentation that I cover off a lot is making sure you represent the market you work in as well. It's got to be relevant, right? It's got so to be relevant. For some people, you know, a three-piece suit might be relevant. For someone else, it's kind of like, you know, if you're in the country, rural environment, a three-piece suit may be totally inappropriate. It's going to be more comfortable dressing. And indeed, weekends might be different dress code to during the week. If all your customers in weekends are in shorts and thongs and you arrive in a three-piece suit, as opposed to during the week, which might be relevant and appropriate. So I think general presentation, but we've just spoken about some of the things, but it's really everything you do and how you do everything. Um, so I think that, that's, that's really, really critical. The next thing is I love finding out about them. I kind of know everything there is to know about me, but I really want to know about them. How are they feeling? What's their life been like till this minute? And I'm not talking about being inappropriately personal, but I want to know, you know, you're a stockbroker, how is that? What's happening with the stock market? What do you think is going to happen? What's it like working for JP Morgan? I don't say that because some sales book said ask a lot of questions, although a lot of sales books do say that. I actually say that because, again, my intention is to get to know you. I want you to feel important because you are important. You're the star of the show, not me. And I know if I ask you questions about you and about yourself, I'll get better educated, you'll feel better about yourself, and then we actually move forward together. So I think curiosity um, and questioning is a really good way to build rapport. Taking a genuine interest is what I'm getting there. You're not right. just there to close a sale or close a deal. You're actually there to create a relationship. And by asking better questions, you open up that relationship to be more honest. And well, Troy, it's a great point about relationship. If your intent is to earn a 2% commission and listing... That's an intent, will carry a certain energy. If your intent there is to create a relationship, help you through hopefully this transaction, but I actually want to become your agent for life. Now you can say that or not say that, but it's still attached to your energy. So if I meet someone, I'm not saying, well, I want to sell your house. In my mind, I'm saying, I want to build a relationship and going forward, I want to sell this home, every other home for you, for your family, your friends, relatives, beautiful. So I think you're right. You know, this is about developing deep relationships that are valuable going forward because the best agents, the attraction agents, those that are, are actually financially well ahead of the pack are doing just that. They are building lifelong relationships with raving fans. The next thing, Troy, I talk a lot about is tonality. So tonality is, is you know, the timber of your voice, if you will. It's the pace. It's having, you know, and I, and I like to talk a bit like the tonality is a little bit like the conductor of a symphony or an orchestra mm-hmm. because I think too much low pace and too much pause is frustrating but too much high, excited, energetic can also become fatiguing for people. So it's, you know, you need to, and not in an inauthentic way, but just you need to develop your style of pacing and energy up, energy down, um, leaning forward, leaning back, being curious, making statements, um, asking questions. I think this is all around the mastery of communication and conversation. Mm. So I would really love people to recognise the incredible importance 
of this subject and realise the tonality. And of course, most of us have seen the statistics around um, words, body language, tonality, those sort of things. And most of them suggest that body language and tonality are actually far more important than the words you speak, yep. which sounds counterintuitive because what you say for most people in a conversation is incredibly important, and it is. But I think it's how you say it. So if you say it in a way that is comforting, that exudes confidence, that is calm, because when people come in to your energy space or you come into their energy space, it's not always the ideal energy, Troy, for that communication. So you can come in and there can be all sorts of stuff happening and things happening around and, and chaos, even chaos and, and, and stuff. Somehow you need to bring the energy back into that scenario. So when you listen and when you speak, there's a real genuine exchange and connection. So I think you know the, the tonality and the pace, the ability to ask really incisive, interesting and genuinely curious questions. So I don't go in there are two or three questions I ask a lot, by the way, but I don't go in with these are the seven questions I have to ask because that's what a good agent asks. Mm. I actually go in and saying, I want to engage in this conversation. I'm really interested to meet this person. Whatever they do, I'm sure it's going to be fascinating. If they do something that I have a lot of clients in, I'll say, look, you know, do you know so-and-so and, and how do you find this company? If it's something that I don't have any connection with, I'm, I'm fascinated to know more about it. Yeah. So I think... I think that's important. And I'll, I'll touch on the words briefly, though, because I don't want that to be underestimated. Salespeople, I think great salespeople, are wordsmiths. They choose the right word, and often these are words that paint pictures and create a feeling, a, a sense of emotion, because there's two ways you can describe everything. In fact, there's multiple ways you can describe everything. Choose or become expert at choosing the right tonality, wording, pace, so people really are engaged in the conversation. So how do you do that? I mean, you've got to read a lot of stuff, you've got to watch a lot of things on YouTube, you've got to engage with or observe great speakers. And, you know, the late Steve Jobs, of course, was one of the great speakers of presenting things, and there are still plenty of things on YouTube about how he used to present to his his own team, Barack Obama, that was recently finished as president of the US, and, and he was an incredible orator. Mm. So I would go seeking. All you could do is go to YouTube and put great speeches or great presentations, Yeah. And, and I'd look at and listen to the words, and you'll generally find that people that are great communicators use pictures more than just stringing words together. They actually use metaphors and, and word pictures, as Dr. Fred used to talk, talk to me or, or call it. So I think that's that's really critical. The last thing maybe we can leave everyone is authenticity. Mm. When someone meets the real deal, someone who's authentic, they feel that what they say and how they're saying it matches. There we go. We were two minutes over because my doorbell's <laughs> just rung. We're, by the way, we're doing this from home. Um, but we'll go and answer that in a minute. I'm sure they can wait in the sun for a second. Um, but authenticity is critical. I think you have to... Be the real deal, because people sense when you're a wind-up robot. People sense when you're the real deal. And I think authenticity is really key. So again, that is about getting to know you, getting comfortable with who you are, having strong values that you're proud of, living those values. So I'd really encourage that. So 
I think. And, and everything I'm getting from this conversation, John, is really tapping into being in sync with the person. We've all been in those situations or on the same wavelength of someone. So if we if we focus on creating better connections, right. asking better questions, genuinely being interested and have a lot of authenticity around everything we do, that's going to have a different tone yeah, to yeah. the conversation that you can build better rapport and open relationships. Yeah, no, it's a good, and it's a good formula. And so back to our original or the original statement I made at the beginning, can you become better at this? Yes. Um, can you become world best? Well, someone's probably got to be world best and someone's got to be second best and third best. But you can massively and quickly ramp up your ability just by listening to this and then taking a greater interest and then practice it every day. Not just a listening presentation, practice it everywhere, in your own workspace, everywhere you go, practice the ability to build rapport. With the waiter or waitress, where you're going to lunch today or going to dinner tonight, uh, Uber driver, if you're about to jump, develop rapport, interest, genuine, authentic, the right uh, intensity, body language, words, just see this thing. So, you know, we better go and answer the door. I was going to say, we've done well without Tom. I feel like we've kind of got through. <laughs> no, we never did well without Tommy. Tom, we can't wait to have you back, Tommy, guys. your job's still available here. <laughs> we love you. Thank you so much. We look forward to seeing you very shortly. For the boot camp, guys, uh, obviously, we'll see you again very shortly. But until next time, uh, this is MDA. Goodbye.